0: Welcome to the Tuesday Review.
1: I'm Nathan. I'm James. I'm Callum. And tonight, we're catching on with a bit of news. Yeah, we're going to take it easy tonight. Um, last week, we kind of introduced the show and then just kind of jumped straight into our Bandersnatch <laughs> review. And I thought this week, we'll just take it easy, talk yeah. about some of the movie and TV news and video game news and whatever that's, that's come out um, recently. So, yeah, we'll take it See easy. See where the wind's take yeah. us. Um and yeah I thought we'll, we'll talk about like what we want to do with the show and um sort of where we want to go with it. Um I think the ultimate goal uh I've I've been saving up to buy uh, my own equipment so that we can start our own sort of long form podcast um that we can do outside of radio which will have obviously less restrictions and and we can do that on uh, several different different shows on different topics and kind of see which one sticks and see which one people respond to. Um, But we'll probably keep the radio show just as a sort of fun thing to do on Tuesday night, kind of hang out. And
2: radio is a great medium as well. Yeah. It's a bit of fun.
1: Yeah. And it adds a little bit of legitimacy to our...
2: (laughs) (laughs) To our hobby. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, James, we are
0: radio professionals. Yes,
1: we are. We have been fully... We are certified. Certified, that's right. Um... But, yeah, we're still trying to figure some stuff out with the new show. Um, Callum got a new job recently, so t- he hopefully he'll be here most Tuesdays, but some Tuesdays it'll just be me and Nathan. Um, I'll be there in spirit. You will. Um, and, yeah, I, I think, yeah, we'll mostly try to keep it up every every Tuesday. Haven't, haven't had any problems keeping it up with the old show, so. I mean, second week, going strong. Yep. <laughs> haven't burned it down yet. It's the third time's a charm next week. Oh, yeah, but like, we haven't got to the third one yet. We'll see. That's <laughs> always the toughest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll uh, segue into our first topic, which uh, ties into our Bandersnatch review from last week, where apparently the publisher of the Choose Your Own Adventure book series are suing Netflix over Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So, first things first, I didn't even know Choose Your Own Adventure was a brand.
2: I
0: didn't even know that it was something that could be,
2: like, copyrighted I'm assuming it's like, like, you know, everyone calls tissues like a Kleenex. Yeah. I'm assuming that they they were probably one of the first people to bring out that kind of book and it was a label. Yeah, so they... I
0: I don't remember seeing the actual sort of words choose your own yeah, adventure being anywhere it's near been, it's been marketed
2: it, I don't know if Netflix marketed it as a choose your own adventure no. story but I know that other people have been marketing so, yeah, it that so, way so intensely. Netflix
1: Netflix went to the choose your own adventure people I think the company that owns it is called Choose A Co or something and they said can we license the choose your own adventure trademark and they said no so Netflix was like fine so Netflix doesn't refer to Bandersnatch as choose your own adventure in any any marketing, but Stefan, the main character, does refer to the Bandersnatch novel as a choose your own adventure book. And so this company is like we're suing you for trademark infringement, yada yada yada. That seems really petty. Yeah, and and like you were saying with Kleenex, it's kinda like what else are you supposed to call it? A choose your own path? Make like your own decision it, game. It's, yeah, it's like it's like calling band aids or frisbee or hula hoop or jacuzzi. Sorry. Those are brand names. That's a plaster, James. It's not a. It's oh, not a band aid. It's a plaster. bloody <laughs> bloody the English boys over here. Oh bloody meeting two no, veg or spotted technically, spot dick. technically they're plasters here too. Shine shoes, government. No, they are
2: plasters here too. They are plasters here I've too. Ne-
0: I've never. If you, if you actually get a band aid, it'll say it be like
1: fabric plaster. Yeah. But no one calls them that in a day to day. No, no. no they don't. To, they
0: say band aid.
1: Yeah, and like, but it's the same. Those are even dumpster. I, I found this out recently. A dumpster is actually a brand.
0: Like, That's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: so you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Su- the dumpster company wouldn't sue a movie. No, you for- ride on the publicity, right? Yeah. So I don't know these it makes guys your brand more valuable. Yeah, these these guys these Choose Your Own Adventure guys who on the trademark, I don't know, they're just probably looking for a quick buck. Yeah. A-
0: and um, I don't is, know
1: how much sort of success that have in this. Yeah, the, cause,
0: but it's funny you think um the the success of Bandersnatch and Netflix in general would sort of maybe renew interest in yeah. a Choose Your Own Adventure sort of books but or... But uh,
1: apparently their their stance is that because um, Bandersnatch is adult oriented they don't want to be associated with it because uh, Choose Your Own Adventure is a children's...
2: Oh uh, yeah but know, the flow on effect is the same Yeah, The positive publicity for that medium... Yeah. That's but, that's a tactic that many a company has used. Yeah. If, if you have a similar name or a similar logo a company will say we don't want people to get confused between the two yeah. even if they there are major differences the between thing. them. Yeah. It's just it's just a way to get a quick thing. Companies.
1: Yeah, it's always we don't want people to get confused. It's, yeah, it's a load of shit. Like it is. Uh, ju- you know, jacuzzi, oh are I'm gonna jump in the jacuzzi and the jacuzzi's like, Oh no, the people get confused. That's not a jacuzzi. It's like <laughs> shut up. Like it's it's entered <laughs> yeah. it's entered the public lexicon that's like, as
0: that's like the highest sort of Honor that you could have, yeah. is Your brand being associated with an entire <laughs> industry, yeah. An
1: entire general product. I guess I just you just have to put up with all the knockoffs. Yeah, it's
0: like <laughs> if you're at that level in your industry, yeah. It's like don't be petty about it.
1: Yeah, like I'm sure Choose Your Own Adventure the brand book, still exists, but I don't. They're not. I do not
0: they should not be. I don't think they're as popular now as yeah. maybe when we were children. Yeah, but you know uh, we talked
1: about this
2: last week actually, and the Choose Your Own Adventure uh, genre. Oh, I'm not talking about the that. genre, I'm talking about no, the brand. But it's actually taken off real, on the computer game business. You'll see lots oh, like of tell interactive tell. stories. No, not Telltale. Tell, like actual narrative interactive stories all over product. Uh, genre, like things like the Apple Store, Steam, all these things. So they really made a transition to... Oh, okay, digital. Di- the, so the same type of product, just digitally instead of anal- paper, paperback. Yeah, okay. they're games now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I'm sorry to derail it. No, me. that's all right. But, but I feel like Bandersnatch makes people think about, oh, do you remember when we used to have those books? That type of reaction. Yeah, well, we so talked you, about it. How we're think, like, oh, we
1: want to revisit yeah, those. You'd
2: think that the, the company wouldn't be that upset because chances are their sales went up as a result anyway.
1: Probably. Yeah, and nostalgia. People yeah, like, but,
2: oh, I
0: remember those books, yeah. But uh, aggressive lawyers will aggressively lawyer. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I like money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Another another topic that we've all been talking about off air a lot—the uh, Dune reboot or the new Dune. We've been movie. excited
2: for this since it was announced that mm. they might be making a reboot. <laughs> yeah, I want to see
0: though—are they still going to be wearing medieval clothing in a spacefaring society? I, I hope it's, so It's,
1: it's, it's kind of like A fantasy kind of thing Where it takes place So far in the future That they've it's like It's come back around Yeah <laughs> so
0: It's like Fashion goes that yeah. far around like, It's and like, like,
1: like, <laughs> like ro- There was like a robot war And like all robots Have been banned And like this, The technology's so far advanced That it actually looks Old fashioned In a way
0: I, I love the idea Like it's kind of
1: like It's kind of like Where Star Wars got Most of its ideas Is Dune Because it's like It's kind of like A space fantasy
0: I, I like the idea that it's like, you know, like the 80s are in fashion right now. The yeah. 80s are right now. It's like you go so far in the future, it's like that 14th century, it's so hot oh, right yeah. now.
1: Well, we talked to, uh, we, when we watched um, Outlaw King on Netflix and we we're like, love those mullets. Those haircuts. Love, love those <laughs> yeah. like robes and like...
0: They look like hipsters, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so is it going to go so far in the future. It's like Her with, you know, Her, the movie and everyone's just a hipster now. Like, that's the future. Um, yeah, the Dune reboot is um, supposedly being directed by. Uh, not supposedly, it is. One of our favourite directors, Denis. Denis. I pronounce it Villeneuve. He pronounces it Villeneuve, which I don't know. Well, he's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> that French Canadian bastard. He's wrong at, re, yeah. wrong at pronouncing his own name. Yeah, but. But anyway, yeah, French great Canadians.
0: Isn't it a thing that French Canadians sometimes speak French differently than the than oh, people definitely. in France? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm so assuming that he might be pronouncing it wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, he's you know a fantastic director. You know, Prisoners, Sicario, um, Arrival. Arrival. Some of my favorite movies. Yeah. I love Prisoners. He's just like knocking it out of the park. Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which still, we won't talk about. Still oh, we, yeah, yeah, sure. we don't know if we like it or not. <laughs> it looks still not is, sure if I it looks like nice. it or not. <laughs> Uh, I won't say it's bad, but I won't say it's good either. It's um, <laughs> like I know a list of like, where movies
0: sit. That's just in the. That's eternally just in that sort of. I still, like, it's, unsure, often, it's it's,
1: often spot, its own. Yeah. I still haven't rewatched it because I'm like, you know, I don't think I like it, but I want to rewatch it and actually make sure. But I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But regardless, like he's a great director, <laughs> yeah, yes. and we're all excited to see this new Dune movie. And they've been releasing a lot of casting news, which is exciting. Timothy Chalamet as Paul, which is great choice. Yes, that is, that is a good choice. Um, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica, which is great choice. Um, Dave Bautista, who we're all big fans Always of. Always a good choice. Who was the best part of Blade Runner 2049. It's not
2: very often that a wrestler can make the transition to being a great actor. Yeah. You look at John Cena, failed.
1: Yeah, and... He, Dwayne Johnson? it's See... Middle ground. For me, like, Dwayne Johnson is completely uninteresting, and I don't no, care about boring. any of his... Most of his films, almost all of his films are terrible... Like, just bare, I mean, boring, safe choice. Yeah, no, no. Let's leave Baywatch out of this. Let's not... Let's, you guys are the worst. Have you seen Baywatch? No. Then mind your own business. You know what? <laughs> I'm never going to watch Baywatch just to spite you. All right. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't well, change well, the fact that it's a good movie. It's going to be a Mission Impossible dou- situation I doubt, I where, doubt oh, a good I hate movie. it. It's going to be a Mission a
2: Impossible movie. situation
1: where I hate it, oh, I hate my God. it. Well, we'll talk about Baywatch that. Baywatch 2 comes out and you're like, oh, that was amazing. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah, Dave Bautista, he's... what's. He's an interesting, he's making interesting choices. He's in interesting movies. Yeah, he definitely. makes interesting, he has an he interesting roles. Really,
2: he seems to really enjoy science fiction roles. Yeah.
0: But I, I think, I, don't know. I think Dave Petitza seems like the kind of actor that he enjoys challenging himself. Also yeah. He was in Escape Plan 2. The, but we don't talk about that movie. That movie doesn't exist. Which had
2: sci fi elements, I guess. I don't know
1: why you guys wasted your time watching that. It, okay, just, Escape like, Plan 1 oh, was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was, no, was it good, good but it wasn't really good. Like, yeah, it, was it was fine. It was really good. You guys are the worst. You know right. what? You know what? Episode two, that's it. We're done. Isn't Tuesday the finale? finished. <laughs> finale. That's it. You, you said at the start of the show, right? Can we make it to you, the three? You jinxed it. We'll find out. You jinxed it. <laughs> this, oh, God. But anyway, uh, he's playing uh, Was it Glossu. Glossu? Glossu? Um, I haven't read the book in a long time. He's, no. he's, he's the sort of ugly, sort of hard-headed um, Harkonnen nephew. The, okay, yeah The sort of um, The big brutish one yeah, 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 So that's a good choice um, But I, they haven't cast The sort of Good looking Nephew yet the, um, the Sting From the original <laughs> Dune um, I, I can't remember his name um, They haven't cast him yet So that'll be interesting To see who plays him And uh, Stellan Skarsgård As Baron Harkonnen Very good Which is a very good choice So yes uh, it's, it's off to a good start In terms of casting And director But it's a movie, right? Yes, Uh, he Denis has said that it's going to be two films, um, so that he can tell the whole story. I was going to say because, like, doing it in a movie, which historically, well, yeah. uh, But I'm hoping it doesn't become a Hobbit situation where the studio's like, we like money, and (laughs) is like, let's make three, or you know, let's make this an actual franchise. Like, I I I hope it's I hope it's one long movie that just happens to be released in two parts. Or maybe like an It situation, where it's like Chapter 1 Chapter 2.
2: I have faith in Denis. Do we know his, um who's his long-time uh, cinematographer, uh, Roger Ro- Deacon?
1: Uh, Deacon's isn't doing the cinematography, no. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, that would have been amazing. But the guy who is doing it, I forget his name, um, he's done a lot of good stuff as well. So, um, yeah, it'll definitely... Denis Villeneuve's all his films look amazing and mm-hmm. the the production design will definitely be on point cinematography now how much cuz Blade Runner 2049 used a lot of practical effects it did yeah um so i'm hoping that, I'm carries, hoping that over it carries over with this because Dune is very like ambitious in terms of what it what it presents um so just to have a lot of cgi crap flying around would be the, yeah, worst. Would be the, the worst yeah i worry about the absolute worst yeah that will probably be cgi but i mean Although they could just get a worm and magnify They could just
2: film some actual worms.
1: <laughs> oh, man. This is getting some Roger Corman levels of... <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think... We think uh, we hope it's good. Um, it'll definitely we'll, look good. We'll be there day one. I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: whatever Denis does. like Definitely. I know, actually, he, has a, he has one of those... Like like Ryan Johnson before the fall, he has yeah. that track record before where we're just like oh, no, look man. Ryan no, Johnson, Johnson only did two movies. Ryan Johnson
1: only did two, and both of those movies were no, he had three, and both of those, those all three of those movies were good. Oh, Yeah, that's true. Um, but I guess he, Denise on a higher level. Yeah, Denise, like knocking out of the park, like bam, bam, bam. Let's not let's not bring. We shouldn't care. I I like I like crapping on Star Wars as
2: much as anyone. Yeah. But let's not compare Denis to uh, some guy See, that got to direct
1: Star Wars we, to, like, to to yeah, like, Red. Like Blade media. Runner twenty forty nine. Not sure if I liked it. Probably didn't like it that much. Didn't think it was maybe wasn't that great of a Blade Runner sequel. But it didn't shit on Blade Runner like like last year. <laughs> no. I shat on Star Wars. You know, like it wasn't yeah, in, in I mean. It wasn't a kick in the balls. Yeah. Um. So that's a completely different sort of comparison. Um but yeah, like uh I actually like the David Lynch Dune movie, um, for all its faults and whatever. I think it's really, really cool and the practical effects are like top notch and the cast is pretty crazy. Um we just like David Lynch in general. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but uh the, the two thousand mini series of Dune was also not bad. So even though Dune hasn't had like a really successful sort of movie um, or a really, you know, big, sort of out there blockbuster. Um, I think you know the older stuff isn't that bad, but I think the new one should sort of bring in the masses and bring in people who have aren't familiar with it. But hopefully, they won't dumb it down to to do that. You know what I mean? I just worry that, like, maybe like people I'm hoping think- it's R, uh, but I doubt it will be. Um, I hope, yeah, I hope it's just aim I hope one it's aimed not it's not aimy yeah, kids. I hope it's not like we're going to make this into a franchise and two it's going to be CG crap fest. Yeah, I hope not.
2: So they keep they keep remaking franchises from the 80s. Now, obviously Doom was written in the 70s, 60s. Yeah, something like that. I think 60s, yeah. Early 60s. But they, they keep remaking things. So, you know, of course, we have the, the Star Wars reboots, the Star Trek reboots, we got the yeah. It reboot, the Blade Runner reboots. Mm. It's all going on. Now we've got the Dune reboot. Kai. Yeah, but that was a success. <laughs> that was
1: actually good. <laughs> so
2: they're, they're now remaking, they're now re- and when I say they, I mean Hollywood generally. Mm, yeah. They're now remaking June. What's what's what haven't they done that they could possibly do next? Because don't 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 give, so. my ideas. Yeah, don't no, give no, but them ideas. what I'm saying ideas. is there seems to be so little creative blood in Hollywood that everyone
1: just has to keep remaking but things. That's, that's the thing. Is it's, it's what's so a
2: franchise that hasn't seen any live in a long
1: time? But now now are you saying a good franchise that they haven't they going to They got their claws in, or are you saying a franchise that maybe wasn't that good and could actually use a sort of update? Because that's what well, that's what they don't seem to be doing. Shaft. Oh wait. No, they screwed that up. Actually, they're doing it again. Yeah, that's aren't why they? I mentioned it. They screwed yeah. that up with the Samuel Jackson version, and now they're screwing up again with a new version. What's next? Blade has to pay his taxes. Oh man, I'd actually watch that. Like a me- like a Cobra Kai meta sort of Wesley Snipes Blade in the real world <laughs> yeah. sort of office office uh, type uh, <laughs> yeah. comedy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's like Time's trying to world trying to, in a world without vampires. it's actually, it's
1: kind of like a, a Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing, like a political sort of uh, thing where he's like trying to avoid paying taxes and the <laughs> FBI's <laughs> yeah. investigating him while fighting, while he's fighting. It's vampires. just like in real life, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I guess we should move on to what uh, Callum was sort of referencing with the Mission Impossible stuff. Actually, I- I'm really sorry to do this,
0: but actually what Callum just said actually segues into the Bad Boys quite well. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that quickly. Because Callum's saying all these franchises, they're sort of bringing forward now. The Bad Boys 3 is in production hell for a while, but apparently it's now starting to shoot.
1: So uh, Will Smith, I think, tweeted that Bad Boys 3, which is called Bad Boys for Life, thank you very much, (laughs) Uh, is actually starting filming this week. And yeah. wait, so it's um, Bad
2: Boys for Life, but it's, but it's not the even the fourth movie. movie yeah.
1: So, yeah. yeah, so they can't do the, the, the Bad numeral, Boys for Life. Yeah, no, it's, do, it, yeah.
0: it's Bad Boys F Life yeah. because it's not the fourth film.
1: Yeah, and um, there's no there's no E in there at all, so they can't have except for the end of life. So they could put a three on there at the end, but that'd be lame. That'd <laughs> that'd be so, yeah, but, but it goes
0: back to what Callum was saying. Like Bad Boys yeah, One and Two. But, Look, they're not. That's, maybe they're not great movies, but I'll
1: enjoy, that, I enjoyed them immensely. That's different because w- he was talking about like old franchises from yeah. like seventies and eighties that are now you know being a nostalgia mind and you know cash grab, uh, squeezed all the money out of. Whereas Bad Boys One and Two, you know they're twenty, fifteen, twenty years old. But the third movie was always that one that just never came out. Kind of like Rush Hour Three it took so long for it to come out, and people were like were asking for it and wanting it. But it got to a point where it's been so long that it's like, do we really want this anymore? And it went through so many directors and stuff, and it's like the stars are just getting older and older. And, yeah, it's like, do we really want this anymore? Well, I don't think I do. And, yeah, I, I think the, the the boat has sailed. Like, I mean, we'll go see it, but that doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. No, I mean, look. I don't, the thing like, is, it depends. If the trailer doesn't look good, I won't like probably won't see it. But who I don't know. The thing for me is, I feel like if they're going to be doing this,
0: give uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith a cameo maybe, and maybe mm, recast it. Nah, I would say,
1: no, nah, I wouldn't like that. It's not going to be a good yeah, idea. No, 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 new That's, blood. No, nah, just make. If you're going to do that, just make your own original movie. That's true. Like make a good buddy cop action sort of. Yeah.
0: But we don't get new IPs. We don't get new movies like that, that anymore. That's the thing. Is, that's why
2: Game Night was so refreshing in terms of crime comedies because that's yeah. basically what, kind of what Game Night sort is. Sort of,
1: yeah. That's um,
2: why we were so surprised there was an original idea with a stacked cast yeah. that just happened to be excellent. I'm sorry to change the subject. No, that just triggered my yeah, yeah, yeah. My but tangent the thing,
0: mind. It, but the thing is, like, now the, the leads are getting older now, like older now so how,
1: well, it's how, a, this, how much of bad boy behaviour are we going to this, see? This really, <laughs> this really comes down to the script. And the script is most likely not going to be good, but really, the script—it really—it's live or dies by it. Because if it's actually about them getting older and whatever, but that's also kind of what Bad Boys Two was about, where where um, Martin Lawrence, Ma Lawrence his family, his family and, yeah. and he's like, yeah, and he's like, it he was like kind of trying to relax all the time, but he couldn't. So it's like, yeah, that's they're that, going to retread
0: right old ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So we don't really need this. Um, I did have some hope for it when Joe Carnahan was writing and directing. But, of course, like all Joe Carnahan stories, it ends with him leaving over creative differences because he's an actually interesting filmmaker who wants to do interesting things. And Hollywood's just like, nah, that won't make money. Nah, that's too adult-oriented or too smart. And he's like, F you, I'm out. Um, So now I'm kind of like, I don't care. I don't really care about this at all. Um, Mission Impossible. Sure, yeah. So such let, a good franchise. Let me let me lay the groundwork. Let me lay. Let's let. let imagine, I love me some Tom Cruise. Uh, imagine imagine that um imagine that charm sound effect you use when you go back in time. Like you know we're going back in time here. Psychedelic sixties. No, not silent so, it's like like the the charms that yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's a dream sequence. It's going back in time, right? Callum and Nathan they love Tom Cruise. To a fault, so much, so much. To a point where they think The Mummy is a good movie. It is a good movie. So, Look, <laughs> no, 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 no. You haven't seen it, so let's just... I didn't see it because I didn't want to spend money on trash. It's to a fault... It's to a point where it's kind of disgusting. And so every Mission Impossible movie, they would just be like, I'm there. I don't even care. No, no, no. What... Number
0: is a bad movie.
1: Yeah, that is a bad movie. Um, well... They're all bad. Okay, so... So, <laughs> me, me. I'm not having it. I don't hate Tom Cruise. I'm just not a big fan. Like, I don't really get his vibe. So,
2: you're Tom Cruise neutral? Sort of. Okay.
1: Um, Like, you know, Collateral's awesome. You know, Risky Business. But otherwise, I'm, like, not really on board. Interview with Vampire? Yeah, that's all right. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I'm not really on board... Um I appreciate his sort of reinventing himself as this action man who does all the stunts and it's crazy. Um but the Mission Impossible franchise for me had always been like I don't like I don't get it. The story and characters weren't good, I didn't care about anything that was going on. Um I thought the first one was okay, second one's terrible, third one meh. Fourth one's the one that everyone goes nuts for. Ghost Protocol. I appreciate the, the stunts and the sort of practical of elements, but it's just a mess of a movie. Fifth one, I was bored to tears, even though I appreciated, again, the practical elements and the stunts. The opera scene was pretty good. Everyone always talks about the opera scene. I was, like, falling asleep during the opera scene. <laughs> Couldn't care less. But, but five is also important because it lays the groundwork for six. And this will follow into my point. Um, the sixth movie comes out, Fallout. You guys, of course, are going to be there yeah. day we one. We were on
2: the hype train in the front carriage.
1: Even if it was just Tom Cruise sitting on the toilet for three and a half hours, you guys would go there and riveting three heaps. hours, riveting <laughs> <laughs> and pay heaps of money for it. So I was like, well, might as well go right. So I did a whole marathon of all the Mission Impossible movies, leaving, leading Put up Put yourself to through it. that. And I was just like, my God, this movie's not going to be good, and I was not having it. Right. Now to be fair, so before
2: before six came out, uh, it had multiple director changes, didn't it? Or was it no, always I think Christopher Chris McQuarrie?
1: Chris McQuarrie was always there. no. Now, it, it, was, it had some delays because there were, there Tom were delays us because forward. that, and there were rewrites sure. and stuff.
2: So d- is this was this the first movie the the Mission Impossible movie that Christopher McQuarrie directed? No, no he, did, he did, five. did Rogue Nation. Okay, All
1: right. Rogue Nation. Yeah, he did fine. So um, he set
2: the groundwork up for
1: for yeah, that in Rogue yeah. Nation.
2: Sorry for interrupting. I just wanted to no, get yeah. some
1: context there. So we're seeing in the cinema. And I'm sitting next to Nathan, I think. Mm-hmm. And the movie starts with a dream sequence, and I was like, just the worst. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm sorry, Nathan, I can't do it. This is the worst. This movie's going to suck. <laughs> the, mo- the movie keeps going. I'm like, this is all right, not bad. The movie ends, I turn to Nathan, I'm like, I love this movie, I really liked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I really love it. Like, See, it's now really you good.
2: understand.
1: Yeah, no, no, but it was the sixth, the, the other movies are still terrible, it's <laughs> just know, that the I know, I know. sixth one, just fantastic action movie, just amazing. And, and now, you know, it's funny,
2: I, I turn to, uh, we're watching this movie, and there's a, towards the end of the film, there's a helicopter sequence. Yeah, And I turn to uh, uh, Alan, who's a frequent guest on our show. Yeah. And I said, Do you think he's really flying that helicopter? And Alan goes, No way. Yeah. Now for 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 context here, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise has become the kind of actor who yeah. if he has to do something, he will go and learn how to do it and do then it he will real. do it on film. Without a start double, he does his own stunts. So that's why sometimes in the Mission Impossible movies yeah. they have trouble financing insurance. Me, yeah. So with James later informed me he did learn how to fly the yeah, helicopter he actually I, did for the scene. That
1: corkscrew where the helicopter's gone, it's crazy. But see for me in the in the in you know, in Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, when he does the amazing stunts, I was like, Yeah, who cares? Like I appreciate the stunt, I appreciate the, the practical elements of it. I don't like I didn't care about the story but the man flew a
0: helicopter in this one
1: and it has some of the best running but Fallout oh yeah like prime Tom Cruise (laughs) that's right (laughs) but like the Fallout was like the culmination of everything that I didn't like it finally kind of worked the characters worked the story worked the action and the the spectacle and the stunts and the practical elements it had some all of the best came driving. together. Some yeah. of the
2: driving sequences were exquisite. It, it all came together.
1: Oh yeah, like,
0: that the uh, the driving sequence in yeah, Paris was the car
1: chase, yeah. So but it just I was like loved it. So this now ties into what we were gonna talk about was that Christopher McQuarrie, who wrote and directed Rogue Nation and Fallout has signed on for two more Mission Impossible movies to be filmed back-to-back and to be released in 2021 and 2022. So Such hype. Now I'm a little bit excited. (laughs) But now I'm afraid. I'm like, what happens if they're bad? And I'll just go back to sort of being... But at least I'll always have Fallout. That's (laughs) right. Um, But this this kind of leads to an interesting thing. If it is a back-to-films-back-to-back, Will this be an end? End to the franchise? Is it an oh, end game? Is it an Avengers end
0: game, part yeah. one or part two of because, Mission yeah,
1: Because, Because, because by by twenty twenty two, Tom Cruise will be sixty. And even though he doesn't age and he's still doing all his stunts, like at what point do we start? Like, does he start like slowing down or whatever? Um, will he I hand the reins over that? to and, a younger actor, and, or, and, will they continue, yeah. or they continue, or they end it? And also, and and also, like, yeah, how long can this franchise go? Because, you know, Ghost Protocol was supposed to be Tom Cruise handing off to Jeremy Renner. Renner. And Christopher McQuarrie, who did some uncredited rewrites on Ghost Protocol, was like, no, this is Tom Cruise's franchise. He's really the most important part. Which I think he was probably right, even though I didn't really like Tom Cruise that much and I don't really like the other movies. It's
2: not really a Bond situation.
1: Yeah, so it's if, if, if they do do this... To you know, these two movies to end the franchise or to end this incarnation of it, um, I'd be up for that, especially if it's in the vein of Fallout, where Christopher Macquarie actually had time to sit down and refine the story and characters. Because in Rogue Nation, he was just like kind of making up as going along, kind of changing things, and didn't really work for me. With Fallout, he kind of had some sort of idea, there was a lot of rewrites in that. Um, but then, when Tom Cruise broke his ankle, they actually got even more time to sort of go back and refine things. So, so he's
0: you, you saying that we just need to we need to like break a few bones in Tom Cruise when they start filming. No, no. It's,
1: well, maybe <laughs> just, just but, to delay just a little bit. Yeah, but I'm saying like now now that it's planned that he signed on for two more, and it's. I mean, there's only two years away, so it's not a lot of time. But I'm hoping that he has a plan to kind of write out a story to sort of cap this franchise off. So, anyway, that was just some... The only, the only thing, I, if I, personally, I would want to see,
2: if, if it was feasible, hmm. I would want the franchise to continue without Tom Cruise. But the question is, who but, has enough chops? And when I say chops, I don't mean acting chops. Tom Cruise is a fine actor when he wants to be. But I'm talking about who has enough action charisma like, yeah, like, the, like the way he, he can just de-age Tom Cruise. No, but you know what I mean. Like what, what <laughs> other actor is out there who can do what Tom Cruise does for a mainstream yeah, like audience? Yeah,
1: a lot of the draw is the sort of stunts S- and the... The stunts and the action. The daredevil kind of, yeah, death-defying thing. So, yeah. Simon like, Pegg gets ripped. Well, yeah, he, he's pretty, he's pretty uh, you know, super spy in the last movie. So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe they'll do a Simon <laughs> Pegg kind of handoff or something. I don't know. I could do um, a bridge movie with some bigger lead. Yeah, um, yeah but, I don't know. That's a good know, question. Like, who who
0: could fill in the, as the lead for Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible? Mm, like
2: nothing comes to my mind, honestly. Mm. And I'm, we're assuming that he would have to be American. Yeah, the Iron well, North not is necessarily. Is the Pro, Mission Impossible I mean, force uh, the Impossible Mission I mean, Force? Is uh, it
1: could be a British actor pretending to be a that's true, like Henry Cavill kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, but Michael (laughs) Sarah, I'd be down for that. (laughs) that. Only if he did all his own (laughs) stuff.
0: Only if he had the motorbike from Twin Peaks (laughs) and the motor and and like the the sort
1: of only if if it was a only if it was a secret Wally Brando yeah Wally Brando um, uh, spin off, uh, you know. Um, But yeah, and and Nathan, we were talking about this before the show, and Nathan said, "What like how will this affect Bond?" So my thing is with bond is kind of like it's an institution like it's all it's always going to be there even though it might take a few years off well, bond so has that, the luxury of just changing actors and then and there's that also that so it has that constant replenishment of even though the last movie might have not been that good they'll still be excited for the next yeah, one. yeah exactly because anything can happen Um, new filmmakers can come in, a new actor can come in, a new style could be brought to the franchise. So, you know, even if they, you know, it's already been seven, eight, nine, four years since the last James Bond movie, Um, and, you know, even if if Daniel Craig doesn't return after this new one, um, you know, if they take five, six years off and then get another actor, it's like it's always going to come back in some sort of way whereas Mission Impossible we don't know if another actor can carry the franchise we don't know what's going to happen you know with with the well hopefully Ethan Hawke won't die
2: at the end of this Ethan Hunt
1: uh, Ethan Hawke is the I hope
2: Ethan Hawke doesn't die I hope Ethan (laughs) Hawke I stand by what I said no well yeah (laughs) I hope Ethan Hunt
1: yeah. My apologies. <laughs> Doesn't die at the end well, of the second. Well, maybe film. they can retire him somehow. But also, what's what's her name? Rebecca Ferguson's character, Ilsa. Yes. yes. Yeah. They had a thing, right? Maybe they can ride off into the sunset. I don't know. Because and then she shoots him. He's, because his his ex-wife has gotten remarried now in Fallout. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so there could be a sort of send-off and not a but. As uh, like I've always thought, Tom Cruise is this crazy guy who does all these stunts, and you just puts die in stu- a stunt. Is you imagine if the character I'm dies hoping, in a stunt? No, but I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping that if Tom Cruise does pass away, he does die doing a crazy stunt. because like the actor or the character? <laughs> no, Tom Cruise, the <laughs> yeah. actor, like the person. Because if he just died in his sleep, that's like, oh, that was boring. Like this is a guy who's like putting his life on the line for our entertainment.
0: Like he's doing he's doing a he's doing a trick where he. Uh, ducks under a tank shell or something. <laughs> what
1: do you something mean? Something
0: crazy. Oh, you're like, a
1: like being like, shot
0: at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something <laughs> crazy like, yeah. An like that hits that his be, arm or something.
1: That would be awesome, right? Like, Tom <laughs> yeah. Cruise dies in, like, crazy stunt. Like, so, like...
2: To be if, fair, I feel like... I just want to point this out that I personally want Tom Cruise to die of old age in his sleep.
1: Yeah, but that's dignity. because you love him and you want to marry him.
2: Which is now <laughs> legal in Australia.
1: Thank <laughs> you very much. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. But... um what was I going to say? You threw me off track. Yeah, so like we were joking a few minutes ago where I was like, oh, I would be funny to see uh, Wesley Snipes' real life and Blade intersect, I would like to see Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt's lives intersect to the point where the last Mission Impossible movies ends with Tom Cruise really dying in a stunt. So like they keep it and, on film? And, yes, and Ethan Hunt also dies in, the sa- in that same it, way. it could be
0: an OJ moment. It's like they just use they use real footage of like Tom Cruise like surfing on a car or something oh, as like the news okay. like in the white bronco yeah. car sort of did thing. did they use that in no, a no I'm just saying like oh. we have that footage of him yeah in the, in no, the no no no
1: but like they were f- like it's they're filming the movie Tom Cruise is in the movie doing the stunt so you want Mission Impossible turn
0: into a snuff film
1: yes okay <laughs> because that's the only way you can satisfactorily end it. And Tom just Cruise's kill him career on camera. and Tom Cruise's career at the same time. Oh man, Callum's dying. He he couldn't handle t- if Tom True, Cruise it's, died. Oh, yeah, it's too edgy, in here for me. If <laughs> if Tom Cruise died, Callum would just be inconsolable for ages. He'd be wearing black all the it'd time. It'd be like
2: it'd be like he'd when, be wearing uh, like a black veil. It'd be like when Kim Jong Il died. <laughs> what you know in North Korea, you have to have the period. The, man's oh, yes, day, the period of mourning. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what it'd be like. But just for you, just prostrating just in the streets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, this show is now banned in North Korea. No.
1: I'm sure they they love us over there. They love the Tuesday Review. That's The, right. the second and last episode of the <laughs> yeah, Tuesday yeah. Review. North Korea loves it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think we better move on.
1: Yeah. What what should we talk about? Kevin Smith? Yeah. Because you guys... After Tom Cruise, Kevin Smith is probably your guys' like, next man crush. Oh, he's up there.
2: So, um... <laughs> He's up some there. context <laughs> Some context for our boy Kev uh, Kev was a larger sized gentleman mm. uh, and Fat that, man Yeah exactly Fat man or Batman That's, uh, one what, of his that's shows. what he calls himself um, And then one day he was uh, They wouldn't let him fly on a plane Because he was too large They wanted him to buy two tickets uh, And so that was the day he decided to try losing weight mm. Now he he was pretty successful. He managed to lose a few pounds. But then one day he was on stage filming a stand-up special in two parts for Showtime? Yes, Showtime. And he, he felt sick. Turns out he had a massive heart attack. Yeah. Uh, what they call the Widowmaker. He almost died. Yeah, he almost died. It was terrible. Uh, so anyway, they managed to save his life. He just so happened to be at the right hospital with the right surgeon and so on and so forth. And so he decided that he's basically got a second chance. So he wanted to try and get all the projects. He, he he's the kind of guy who always talks about the projects he's working
1: on. Yeah, but he,
0: he's he, Guillermo del Toro. Basically. Yeah, he's
1: Guillermo uh, G- Guillermo. G- G- you guys are the worst, pro- Guillermo. Guillermo. There's no L sound. It's Guillermo like, del de Toro. It's like tortilla. You don't Guillermo th- del Toro. Guillermo. Guillermo. Now you're saying. Now I'm screwing up. Guillermo. <laughs> G- <laughs> so anyway, just ignore like ignore the L's. Guillermo del Toro. So Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. Yes. Del Toro.
2: Anyway, a, Anyway look, you're the L's
1: No that's I'm, winding, I'm winding That's only with the double L in <laughs> yeah, the middle I'm, I'm winding you up, James we're, getting, we're, we're,
2: we're getting off track So He's the kind of director who,
1: who wants people to do aren't going to know what yeah. we're talking about
2: He's the kind of director who wants to do all this stuff But he can't find traction
1: So yeah, he's always announcing things I'm going to do this TV show I'm going to yeah, do this exactly. movie And then nothing comes out Yeah so For whatever reason
2: He has this new lease on life he wanted to first of all he he's been doing a lot of stuff with the CW so he's been filming a lot of the Supergirl not a lot but he's been filming a few Supergirl uh, episodes he did a uh, Flash he did Flash I don't know about it I think he did he worked on the Goldbergs but, uh, for ABC Oh, okay. well, so he's he's had his fingers in a lot of TV pies he wanted to uh, make more rats into a television show mm. but he wasn't allowed because he doesn't apparently he doesn't own the rights to more rats. Mm. uh he doesn't earn, as far as I'm aware he doesn't own the rights to Clerks either but what he does on the rise to is Janssen Bob the, the characters. Character. Yeah. So he's announced that he wants he, he he when we went to see when he came to Melbourne uh, Nathan and myself went to see him talk and he talked about all these plans he had for Moose Jaws and so on. Mm. Um, but he also talked about uh, Janssen Bob reboot, uh, which is essentially literally a gritty reboot, not gritty, but yeah. like a literal reboot of Janssen Bob Strikes Back the movie. So they basically have the same plot. Yeah. Uh, it's almost the satiri- Apparently, it's almost satirical
1: that way. Yeah, which kind of sounds funny. Like the joke <laughs> is that it's an actual, r- legit reboot of yeah. the old movie.
2: So anyway, um, fast forward to you know him having the heart attack and rah rah rah. He's got a new lease on life. He's he's a lot thinner now. If you see photos of him, he's yeah, in pretty it's very, good very thin, shape. Yeah. Uh, he's announced that the Jansom Bob reboot is in pre-production
1: yeah. or pre-pre-production Pre, he said pre-pre-production so I don't know like, I think they're
2: working on scripts they're working like yeah. as far as I think he's working on scripts he's working on production elements and so yeah. on so there seems to so, be movement in yeah. that camp
1: but again like Kevin Smith does he announces a lot of stuff and none of it comes to light so we're hoping that this actually does eventually come out because um, you know like Moose Jaws was supposed to come out this year and I don't, they haven't even started that so um, yeah, the, we're hoping that yeah he actually does get traction on this and it gets what, going.
2: Now the interesting thing about his because he want he 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 cast the ride net out with all of these projects to like Netflix, Hulu, uh, the American stream Showtime. service straight time. They all said no. Yeah. Now the interesting thing is he has a built-in audience uh, for, uh, la- yeah. for lack of a better term, the stoner like, audience. I feel like
1: Netflix especially would be the perfect place for his kind of. Low budget, the home of t- Kev. Especially like if he made a TV show and not which, a movie.
0: Which uh, he did try and make a TV
1: show. Called yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. So w- why? But like I'm saying, like if he like if he made a movie for Netflix, that would be great. Yeah. Because I think that's a good place for his kind of humor and his sort of low budget indie kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, especially. But if he made an actual like a TV show, would even be better suited to Netflix.
0: But like yeah, exactly. I just but I mean, look, obviously he, Netflix knows what's best for Netflix. Yeah, I just don't understand why they would turn down Kevin Smith doing fairly low budget production TV he likes, show.
2: I mean, he likes making TV shows. He said that he's actually had a wonderful time making TV yeah, episodes. Those, yeah, he directs all uh, those episodes. And even even about movies, most of his ideas are fairly low budget. Mm. Uh, so I don't understand why the built in audience wouldn't be worth it to have him on, especially because he's. I mean, maybe he's not the biggest brand name, but he's a pretty big brand name in terms of comedy. He has yeah. his own little cult circle.
1: Yeah, he's, 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 I'd say yeah, he's kind of a cult filmmaker. Like I don't think his name's not widely known. But yeah, I think like uh, yeah, those, those streaming services are the best place for his work and none of them were interested, so that's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, hopefully he gets stuff going soon. So we're running out of time, so you, we'll move on to The Orville. The best Star Trek show airing at the moment. Exactly. Um, So this is a show we all really, really like. Um, It's probably... It's not got a negative, maybe mixed reception people are, like the the mixed reception is cuz it's not it's old it's I would say old fashioned storytelling in the vein of it's I mean I understand some of the criticisms it's very derivative oh. of Star Trek it does but That's the point. Yeah, it does look kind of cheap. Some of the humor is a bit juvenile, but some of the other criticisms ...are just way off base. Like, you know, the show has no sort of, you know... Conne- there's no connect- there's no good writing. There's no connection to the characters. The special effects are the worst and... That's
2: the one that gets me the and most. The, the, yeah. the people hating on the practical.
1: Yeah. And, and there are just some people who are just out to hate the show. Um, and a lot of it probably happens to be because of Seth MacFarlane... ...who created Family Guy... ...is also the creator and star of The Orville. Um... I mean, yes, he's the, I guess he's the captain, but he's not always the star. Well, he's, I think the captain's generally the star of yeah, but know, like, any Star Trek-style uh, show. but Yeah, but I would say, especially for this season, we've seen yeah, episodes... No, it's that, an ensemble cast, like yeah. any sort of sci-fi. But, he, he's take, but you know what I mean, like I he I stars do, yeah, in the show. I know what you mean, yeah.
0: But I'd like, say like he's he's the, the captain's almost taken a back seat for most of this season so far, I would say.
1: Sort of, yeah. But it's like, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, it's an is, ensemble show. Yeah, and which is, for me, which is a good thing so the, far. Yeah. yeah, no, he's, so, yes, he's technically, yeah. He's yeah, the, yeah. So, um, like I said, some of the criticisms are fair. Most of the criticisms are completely unfounded. Um, we all generally really like the show and its second season has started recently. It's up to episode three. And it's off to a good start and I think episode three is where it's really starting to sort of cement itself and starting to get going. Um, I think we'll announce maybe mild spoilers because we'll be talking about the plot points in the show, but you, you can probably, after we've done talking, you probably still watch the show without it being ruined. Um, It's a wonderful show. Yeah, like it's a lot of fun and um, especially this last episode episode 3 um, of the second season. Um, first thing, the CGI in episode 3 was really it was impressive. Really good. Yeah. Really good. It was good. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> I was just, I remember we watching it. I was actually I said something's cannon was the whole budget. <laughs> yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. There's a character where you see like an animal or something. Oh yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, and I said to Calum,
1: that's the whole okay, CGI so budget. <laughs> we're going to shit on Star Wars again cuz you know, it's, it's the Tuesday Review. That's what we do. Um, those crappy horse things in the Last Jedi that shouldn't have been in the movie and were do you mean so You Yeah, and it was like, let's save the animal. Let's take a chunk out of this movie to save the animals, but leave the sla- leave the slave children. They're okay under their <laughs> yeah. in these horrible conditions, but we have to you know free the free the, sl- uh, the horses. Space horses. Peter. Yeah. So they look like crap, and the CGI in that movie is trash. This horse thing in the orchid really looked pretty good. It did. <laughs> Especially when Alara's like riding it. I was like, oh that's that's a really good sort of effect. Um whereas when Rose and Finn are riding the thing, I was just like throwing up in my mouth. It's <laughs> yeah. like what the hell is going on? Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's also great how the show is technically a comedy, but the jokes don't really get in the way of the emotion and the drama. And I think Seth MacFarlane has sort of taken a... He's made an effort to sort of...
0: No, the movie deals with its themes well. The show. Uh, Sorry, the show deals with
1: its themes well. Yeah, but he's made an effort to sort of cut down the jokes a little bit so that he can focus on the characters and story. Because the characters and story are the interesting part. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of of people...
2: (sighs) I don't want this to sound kind of uh, obnoxious, mm. but I know that before before season one came out, people were like, "Oh, it's gonna suck," and it's you know rah rah rah. Because the original trailer for season one was had, all joke. It was all pretty much. It had a lot of jokes in it. Yeah. So I think a lot of people misinterpret misinterpret the show, yeah. and they don't even bother watching it because they have an idea about what the. Especially is because of
1: the fa- Family Guy kind of stigma. Yeah. Even
0: though it's not really, which no. isn't going to be helped by some aspects of season three. Well,
2: yeah, there's... There's There's
0: there's a returning act. There's an actor who... uh, Is from Family Guy? He comes in episode three. Joe, the guy who... Oh, yeah.
2: No, but... um, Patrick Warburton or whatever. No, my point is, I think a lot of people probably saw some of the promotional material and they're like, oh, that's going to suck. And they just never watched it. And now they just think, oh, the Orville sucks anyway, but they don't... If you... My experience of watching the Orville is distinctly different yeah. than what some people are yeah. saying
0: it's like. Because people compare it to Star Trek, but then they also think the new Star Trek's good. So why would we watch the Orville and it's cheap when the new Star Trek
1: is worse story-wise and pretty much every way was but budget? The Orville is better than Discovery in every single way, including the visuals. Yeah, Because, because even though Discovery technically has better production design and has better CGI... It means nothing and is grey and dark and disgustingly depressing. Oh, yeah, the the, depressing. You know, the, uh, the Orville the ship Orville, looks like a sh- It looks yeah, like a, it's the tangible. Orv- the Orville might have some ch- kind of cheesy practical effects and. Yeah, you but know, the cheesier the better, man. Yeah, but it's like it's endearing and it's it like is. it's it's invocative of what people love about the old Star Trek.
2: There's a, in, in a cup in a few of the episodes every now and again you'll see a guy who's very clearly just in a mask. He's yeah, supposed to be an alien, and you're like. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I want to see like... (laughs) Like you can, it's very but clearly a rubber it, it mask also,
1: it also comes down to the emotional aspect the, the third episode which we'll start now going into some can we, m- w- slightly medium spoilers just
0: uh, slightly before we talk about season 3 I just want to touch on um, I appreciate how they handled episode 2 sorry episode 3 Yeah, yeah. before we go into episode 3 I yeah. just want to quickly
1: touch on how they handled episode 2 yeah so um, mild, we'll just say mild spoilers mild cause spoiler. I'm not going to we'll, spoil anything we'll be talking about what happens in the show but you can still watch it you won't ruin I'm not going to spoil any
0: actual plot points Yeah. but episode Episode two revolves around, and I'm not trying to be crass here, yeah, no. um, we'll say one of the characters has a pornography addiction. Yeah. Well, effectively, pornography. That's, that's what that's, it is. They say, that's what they say. They say, say, that, they say like, the- porno addiction in yeah. the show, to use the setting Seth violence term. Yeah. Um, and like going in, reading this synopsis, going into this episode, I thought it'd be all jokes, non-stop jokes. Yeah. But it very wasn't very
2: dark episode. Actually, it, it's yeah, it actually yeah, it, deals, yeah. it
0: deals with the themes maturely in a yeah. way that I thought well, Seth
2: MacFarlane might have not been able to resist. I mean, yeah. like James has said on before, like James has said on the show before, science fiction addresses real problems in a scientific way.
1: So it's not. I'm not yeah, saying it, it,
2: people generally struggle with pornography addictions, but it's something you yeah, don't really think about. It addresses about.
1: real world problems. It addresses what's happening in the world right now, just with a sort of sci fi yeah. coat of paint. And yeah, I just thought I'd like to say that
0: I sort of I appreciated how well they dealt yeah. with that particular problem yeah. instead of just making it
1: all jokes. But yeah, and this leads into my point about uh, episode three and the emotional aspect, where at the end of episode three, this is sort of spoilers here, but um, Alara, the character, leaves the show. Who's the uh, head of security? Head of security, um, and that for me was quite emotional. Even though she's been in what, like, fourteen episodes of the show, I, so did, far... I didn't honestly. I didn't see it coming. No, I mean yeah. never. And like the and, and there's one episode in the first season where the character Bortus, he, his entire race is all male, but he he has a daughter with his uh, mate, and the, the whole episode is about um, like them trying, like his people trying to um, force him to. Uh, his daughter to have a sex change to male. It's quite a serious thing. There's some good jokes, but overall it's quite emotionally... And a lot of the other episodes are quite emotionally... Uh, Charged. Resonant. Yes. Now, this third... like The end of the third episode of this latest season where Alara leaves was more like emotionally powerful to me than anything in Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek yeah. Discovery is... Sterile. It's it feels soulless. It's soulless, and it's mean spirited and aggressive. And I hate it. I you hate it. The, I hate it. You know what
2: I think the the, the the difference is with the oval? The characters love each other exactly. Like they're so a it, family. When, when there's yes. an interaction between the characters, it's because the characters know each other
1: and they care about each and other. And they're also they're also characters. Yeah. Like, you know, you can you can describe each of them in different ways. Discovery. It's just like mean people being mean to each other being sort of um, depressed and uh, you know uh, just aggressive and I'm just like who, like who are these people I don't care about any of these people when characters die in Discovery it's always just a disgusting you know uh, gory death scene you know like oh look at this bow and I'm just like who cares what are you trying to do what are you trying to say you know, like it, I just hate it so and the, much. the Orville is the complete opposite. And that's why the Orville is the best Star Trek show on right now, because it is in spirit Star Trek. It is yeah. what it is what people want from Star Trek. It might not be perfect. It might be too derivative at some times of Star Trek. But at the end of the day, it's what we want. Hundred percent.
2: And look, honestly, again, I'm not trying to sound obnoxious, but if you read reviews and people are like, oh, it sucks, it's low budget, don't listen to them. It's one of those shows where you have to watch it for yourself yeah. and then make up your own mind. And also,
1: mind. yeah, also, don't just watch the first episode of the first season because that's a very pilot episode where it's like, look at all the characters, look at all the jokes. Yeah. Actually, this is, this is keep, trying to, I'm trying to sell keep, this to network. Keep up, yeah, keep up with it with like at least three episodes. I think the third episode is the Bordis episode, if I remember correctly. I can't remember it's what's been on my so head. long, yeah. But um, you know, like keep up with it a bit before you. Yeah, it's one of those shows you it.
2: have to see for yourself if you if you if you like or not. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, like before we end up, like I'm just hoping that Alara leaving, like I'm hoping that because they've already announced that they're replacing her with another Zalayan female security officer, which is the same as her sort of character. So I'm like. I can understand. It's like, uh-huh. I, so so I we're not
0: f- keeping the replacement officer? No, thank God. <laughs> What's his
1: name? Throl, thrall? Thrall? He's I didn't. Like, I'm gonna, gonna pound. Yeah, i gonna, gonna pound food. The guy <laughs> with <laughs> the trunk. Yeah, into the. Yeah. Yeah. I really. has got like
0: two, two esophagus. He rubbed me the wrong way because it's voiced by the same actor that voices Joe Patrick Warburton. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's amazing, and he rubbed me the wrong way. No man, I,
1: I love that. I love that. Like, I would totally be oh, like, even yeah. though, even though, like, I like the voice actor, but I'm just afraid. Like, please, his character is gonna be jokes. But, but my my thing is they're replacing her with another zeland female so it's like they're just so, yeah. replacing her with So Alara, was this, did the actress not want to do it anymore and she was like I, want I've heard, it out. I I haven't I haven't been able to find a straight answer but apparently she got uh, cast in a movie that the schedules would uh, clash and so Seth MacFarlane let her out of her contract so she could do that movie um I think what's good is that they didn't they didn't tasha Yahoo. they didn't kill her off so yeah. she can come back in the future, and I think that'll be good. Well,
0: they, he said at the end of the episode, basically, he told her, well, you always have yeah, a home here. exactly. So it's but, not out-of-the-room possibility. yeah,
1: as I was saying, because they're replacing her with the pretty much her, the same, like, a clone of her in a way, um, I'm hoping that they kind of do a good job to distinguish
2: yeah, the characters. characters yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out the joke that um, Joe, I can't remember the alien's name,
1: so, yeah, it's Thrall or something. Uh, I just love that he sees Kermit the, the frog, frog on the desk. He's yeah, like, what's like, What's that? that? S- Kermit S- the Frog. S- S- S-
2: S- S- I love that joke. That's <laughs> like the S- S- thing the, the,
1: the best part is where they're flying um, over Zalea and um, what's his name is like. I'm so, I'm trash. Yeah, he's like, You know, it's places like this that make me think, you know, I'm trash. My yeah. family <laughs> is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, but I also like how it got really dark at the end. It did, it got real dark. Like, real, like, you know, crazy... Home yeah. invasion. It got, yeah, it's so like home, like, really dark, and, like, Robert Picardo's performance got really intense and just, like, very emotionally and powerful. And also and, anti-vaccination message. Yeah, you got this, this uh, sort of crazy anti-vaxxers <laughs> yeah, yeah. with the bad guys. I'm like, wow, there's so much going on. Like, this feels <laughs> yeah, like yeah. kind of really good Star Trek stuff. And meanwhile, Discovery's like, remember Spock? <laughs> You like Spock, right? But now he has a beard. <laughs> what? They're bringing yeah. Spock back.
0: And he has a beard. But Wait. he has
1: a beard. But the, the, the Leonard Nimoy, he's, he's passed away. Yeah, but it's young Spock, remember? It's a prequel. Remember old Star Trek? I remember. remember. the Enterprise? I remember. Remember Captain Pike? Uh, I remember. It's, it's the okay. worst, and I hate it. The
2: Orville's here, yeah, that's fine. Yeah,
1: but the Orville... Episode four, I think, comes out on Thursday or Friday. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to how they introduce the new character. Yeah. Oh man, I just we love the oil. Yeah. Also, like the actors who play Bortus and Clyden are so good. Yeah, they're very straight. So good. Like, yeah. yeah, they're like so so good.
0: I just honorable mention. I tried actually. You like you know? There's uh, there's sort of like there's a piano player, and they put on a record on the first episode. Yeah, as time goes by, as time goes by, I tried finding that instrumental, and I couldn't find it. I was very disappointed. That exact one? Well, yeah. I'm
1: assuming that's a a track that they sort. of They probably recorded it. For the show, Oh, maybe. So, because it's probably it's probably in public domain at this point. So, if they record their own version, they don't have to pay any royalties. Oh uh, that's that's probably why. Probably I can find second yet. follow
2: on the. Printer. But I'm, I'm sure you could. Hey, find, it could be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you could find a, a similar version. Probably. But um, yeah. Uh, that we've we've run out of time. But yeah. Um, looking forward to the rest of the Orville. Packed a lot in this week. Packed a lot in. Uh, if you're listening live, Matt. Our good friend does a show called Car Talk, which is an automotive show, uh, so you stick around for that. If you want, Alan, who was our guest last week, he's also a frequent guest or co-host on that show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Stay subscribed. Stay, yeah. Um, Why? This s- is the finale, right? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> th- this was the second and final episode of the Tuesday Review. <laughs> T- tune in next week, maybe. We'll see what happens. For dead air, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll release. i release episode three. Is just dead air, just one hour, solid hour of dead air. Um, but yeah, uh, like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Um, you can message us there if you want, and subscribe, rate and review to the podcast. The podcast is out on iTunes now, so you can find it there or on your regular podcasting app. Follow us on Twitter. Follow at- us on Twitter at Tuesday Review AU. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's Tuesday, and you've been reviewed. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you badly. But, you know what? I think Alan, who was uh, on last week, he sort of uh, said something that could be our sign-off. He said, see you next Tuesday. So, that's good enough. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.